This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. You don't have to have life all figured out. You just have to show up every day. Talking with a therapist helps you feel more confident while you're navigating, figuring out who you are. Visit betterhelp.com super and take care of you. Because, well, you deserve to. Hey, brother! To Harry's absolute dismay, Dumbledore trusts Snape. Like, we can all agree on that, right? Like, no matter how many times he's questioned about it, no matter how many times it seems like a terrible idea, Dumbledore remains steadfast on this point. And to his credit, his trust of Snape does pay off in pretty tremendous ways. I mean, he has a spy right in Voldemort's camp. He has one of the best potioneers of the age at his disposal. And on top of that, he's someone who's extremely well-versed in the dark arts and countering them. Something we know Dumbledore himself relies on to save his life at least once, and even on the night when they return from the cave, it's Snape he asks for first. On the note of that night, though, Dumbledore's trust in Snape goes so far that he asks him to kill him, which is quite the task, if you ask me. <laughs> so does Dumbledore trust Snape? Absolutely. Does he respect his skills as a wizard? No doubt. But our question today is, does Dumbledore actually like Snape? So often, trusting and respecting someone goes hand in hand with friendship. But does Dumbledore enjoy Snape's company? Think of him as a generally good person? Or is Snape just an extremely useful tool in his hand? Today, we find out. Severus Snape, a man of very few friends indeed. He is respected by his colleagues, feared by his students, and trusted by the powerful. But somehow I doubt you'd ever catch him down at the three broomsticks cracking a couple of jokes with his buds. Well, of course I knew Mad Eye wouldn't be able to wrangle the students. He never could control his pupils. <laughs> I felt so unnatural, but honestly, I'm not sure Snape knows how to laugh, which is an unexpectedly really sad thing to consider. But honestly, this past weekend, I saw this behind the scenes photo of Alan Rickman laughing with Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint just like on set, and it made me feel so uncomfortable. Like, uh, how dare you smile while dressed as Severus Snape, sir? But also, I think um, you did like a, a, really, a really good job as Snape, so. Rest in peace. But hey, it's not the quantity of your friends that counts, right? It's the quality. And no matter how much Harry and his classmates dislike Snake, and no matter how much he is questioned by the Order, or for that matter, even the Death Eaters, there can be no doubt that Snape has always had one guy that's always had his back. Dumbledore. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not sure even Dumbledore likes Snape all that much, no matter how much he seems to trust and or believe in him. He counts on him all the time, but I have been going over the evidence and I have to tell you, I think Dumbledore has been straight up messing with Snape since the moment he joined Dumbledore's side. So today we're going to review every slight Dumbledore ever threw at Snape, starting right out of the gate with the moment he recruited him. During the scene in question, Snape is there to beg Dumbledore to hide Lily Evans so Voldemort won't kill her. The one single friend Snape ever really had. And Dumbledore, as usual, opens negotiations with the polite graciousness of morning dew. You disgust me. Hmm. Hey, 
promising start to a long-term friendship. Eh? Now, to be fair, that statement is in regard to Snape's request to hide Lily with no concern whatsoever for James or Harry. But as the conversation progresses, Snape breaks down and just requests that Dumbledore hide all of them as long as Lily remains safe. Dumbledore says he will hide them, but then also asks what Snape will give him in return. And Snape replies, Anything. And this is a response Dumbledore takes full advantage of. Because Dumbledore's anything is to switch sides, be a spy, put yourself in constant danger, and do anything I say until Voldemort is defeated. And that includes showering. There'll be no more of that. And Snape, as we all know, agrees to these terms. But here's the thing. In what world does Dumbledore not go ahead and protect the Potters with this information anyway? Like if Dumbledore asks Snape, and what will you give me in return? And Snape responds with, oh, sorry, bro, I got nothing for you. Well, all right, then I guess the Potters are just gonna have to die. Like, thanks for the warning, but I can only protect people when I get something in return. Yeah, regardless of what Snape says there, Dumbledore is clearly just going to protect them anyway. But here's the other, other thing. Dumbledore already knows the prophecy. He's the one the prophecy was made to. He knows that the chosen one will be born at the end of July to parents who have thrice Voldemort. And the pool of babies that that describes is very small. And at that point, both Harry and Neville have already been born. Dumbledore might not know which of them is the chosen one yet, but he definitely knows it's one of them. And as such is definitely already protecting both of them. Meaning when Dumbledore asks Snape what he'll give him in return for hiding the Potters, it's an empty threat. It's already happening. It's in motion. Snape is effectively tricked into switching sides to ensure that something that's already happening will happen. But hey, I mean, in that moment, Dumbledore is talking to a Death Eater, right? And it is war. So no particular reason to be super nice to Snape right here. Right? But once Snape switched sides and like started working for Dumbledore in earnest, you'd think he'd start treating them just like a little bit better. And while it might look like he does start treating him better, there could be no doubt Dumbledore is constantly messing with Snape, which is in fact very in character for Dumbledore. Like it's subtle, but Dumbledore is a big fan of masking his messing with positively polite pestering. For example, when he picks up Harry from the Dursleys and Half-Blood Prince, he serves everyone up drinks, but when the Dursleys don't drink them, he has the glasses start like knocking them on the the side of the head. The glass of mead was now knocking quite insistently on the side of Vernon's head. He attempted to beat it away. Now we all know the Dursleys aren't very nice people, but this is also just kind of rude of Dumbledore. But as ever with Dumbledore, he totally manages to flip the situation on its head. Oh, I'm so sorry, but it would have been better manners to drink it, you know. And it would have been better manners to not knock them on the side of the head. Not that I'm really complaining though, because it was hilarious. He also attempts basically the exact same thing with Rita Skeeter in Goblet of Fire. I hope you saw my piece over the summer about the International Confederation of Wizards Conference. Enchantingly nasty. I particularly enjoyed your description of me as an obsolete dingbat. Now Rita, of course, knows exactly what she is and is not ashamed of this at all, but it is really fun to see Dumbledore just like call her out directly on the rudeness. But Snape is a special case who Dumbledore loves messing with. Innocent until proven guilty, Severus. 
Guys, guys, real quick, I'm just gonna like sneak up on you just like the holiday season to tell you about today's sponsor, Stamps.com. Every time the holidays roll around, I always think to myself like, I just wish I had a little bit more time and didn't have to make all these trips to the post office. And if you're also a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. Luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24 seven post office you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. For over 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. It truly is your one-stop shop for shipping and mailing needs that gets you access to all the USPS and UPS services you need to help run your business right from your computer at home. Plus, with inflation on the rise, every dollar counts, so protect your margins with the major discounts available for UPS and USPS. And we can speak from experience. We've been using Stamps.com here at SCBH every single quarter this year to mail out merch to all of you guys. Like it is seriously silly to not have it. So get ahead of the holiday chaos this year and get started with stamps.com. Plus sign up with promo code SuperCarlin for a four week trial that comes with free postage and a digital scale. No long-term contracts or commitment required. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter promo code SuperCarlin. Link is in the description down below. First of all, let's just look at how Snape is continuously denied the position of defense against the dark arts teacher. First, there's Quirrell, which like, no big deal. I mean, is he a great defense against the dark arts teacher? No. But on the other hand, Snape is a great potioneer, so makes sense to keep him there, right? Not that Dumbledore doesn't manage to get in a nice good jab at Snape in year one when he effectively just gives Gryffindor the house cup at the end of the year. Like, yes, I know Harry saved the Philosopher's Stone and all, but at the same time, the Slytherins didn't really do anything wrong. Like, as far as they're concerned, they worked really hard to win. Snape is on an eight year winning streak as the head of house. Unless that is Dumbledore has something to say about it, right? But then comes Chamber of Secrets and Dumbledore hires Gilderoy Lockhart. Yikes. Me. And this one is just a genuine slap in the face to Snape because now he's wanted this job for years and Lockhart is actively a bad teacher for the students. Like seriously, imagine you're a fifth year student that year and you're like prepping for OWLs and Dumbledore hires Lockhart. Pesky pixie pestanobi. I mean, that is just irresponsible, Dumbledore. Snape wants the job and we know you have a backup potions teacher in Slughorn. Like, like we know that. Sure, sure, you wanted to show Harry what he could become if he gives in to fame, but did Harry not just defeat the mirror of Erised with his absolute selflessness like three months ago? And actually, as it turns out, the only defense against the dark arts Harry ends up learning that year almost at all is from Snape anyway. Not for nothing, that does kind of go on to be Harry's like, signature spell. Now Dumbledore does make up for this terrible hire the following year when he hires Lupin, who is undoubtedly a very effective teacher. But once more, this is a total slap in the face for Snape. No, I am sorry, Severus. You cannot have the job you are qualified to teach. Instead, how about this? I'm hiring one of your old bullies to teach the class instead. Yes, yes, the one who almost killed you as a werewolf that time. <laughs> Actually, on that note, I'm going to need you to be constantly brewing the Wolf's Bane potion on a monthly basis. For, for free. 
and and don't mess it up because again he is a werewolf that I am hiring to teach students and if you mess it up he will tear the students limb from limb all right okay have fun teaching soup class for another year and the following year is not much better when he hires Moody sorry again Severus this year I'm hiring Elasto Moody an ex-oro who believes that once a death eater always a death eater <laughs> you were a death eater once weren't you Mm -hmm. Okay, well, have fun. Also, uh, Severus, if you could send up some clam chowder to my office later, I would really owe you one. But uh, not as much as you owe me, am I right? <laughs> okay, see you later, champ. But seriously, what could be better for Snape than having a constant reminder clunking around the halls that year, reminding him of all the worst things he ever did in life? But then it gets even worse the next year. Like, Dumbledore is pouring salt in the wound at this point when he lets the ministry appoint Umbridge. Umbridge! <laughs> like, do we all understand what happened here? Rather than let Snape teach the class something he wants to do and is qualified to do, he allows the ministry to pass a law to appoint someone else. Snape is right there. You have Slughorn in the wings. You hire him next year. What are you doing? Being straight up savage is what he's doing. But somehow even that isn't as savage as Dumbledore's next request of Snape, which is to become a murderer and kill Dumbledore. Who I'll remind you is like possibly the most well-respected member of the wizarding community. So Snape's gonna have a real PR problem on his hands afterwards. And to his credit, even Snape is like, uh, I, mm, I don't know about that. That boy's soul is not yet so damaged. I would not have it ripped apart on my account. And my soul, Dumbledore. Mine. Unfortunately for Snape, Dumbledore is all like, uh, excuse me, Severus, but I believe your soul basically belongs to me. If you'll recall, you said you would do anything if I protected the Potters. And I saved like one out of three of them, which I think is pretty good. Although, on that note, Harry <clears throat> is gonna have to die. Say what? How nice of Dumbledore to trick Snape into joining a side where his entire efforts are completely fruitless. As far as he's concerned, he dies before he knows Harry comes back to him. But honestly, for all that, the biggest clue that Dumbledore loves messing with Snape actually comes in year three during the Christmas feast when Dumbledore asks Snape to pull a cracker with him. Year three, if you'll recall, is also the year Lupin successfully teaches the class about Bogarts and gets Neville to transform his own Bogart into Snape wearing his grandmother's clothing, including a vulture-topped Hat. And with that in mind, allow me to read you the passage on the Christmas feast. Crackers, said Dumbledore enthusiastically, offering the end of a large silver noisemaker to Snape, who took it reluctantly and tugged. With a bang like a gunshot, the cracker flew apart to reveal a large, pointed witch's hat topped with a stuffed vulture. Snape's mouth thinned as he pushed the hat towards Dumbledore, who swapped it for his wizard's hat at once. <laughs> I'm sorry, straight up, but there is no way this is a coincidence. Dumbledore absolutely rigged that Christmas cracker, forces Snape to pull it with him, and then wears the hat in front of him for the rest of the dinner. On Christmas. Savage, Dumbledore. Savage. But there you go, guys. For as much as Dumbledore trusts and respects Snape's abilities, I don't think he likes it very much, and at the very least, loves messing with him year in, year out. Also, before we go, quick announcement. This Friday, October 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern, Ben and I are gonna be hosting a live trivia stream game show right here on the main channel. We will have two 
uh, full games for you guys to play through. It will be all fandom, so study up. There's a lot of trivia to know out there. One more time, that is this Friday, October 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern on the main channel. All fandom trivia. Hope to see you there. Guys, thanks so much, as always, for watching today's video. Don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't already, and subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you want to see how well you know Severus Snape trivia, I would recommend checking out this video right here. It's our J vs. Ben Ultimate Severus Snape quiz. But otherwise, Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.